0: hey all you listeners before we jump into the podcast i'd like to take care of a couple legal issues and a little forbearance of what you're about to listen to some podcasts are somewhat explicit and touch on some harsh topics when it comes to the mental health field listener discretion is advised also, for the legal purposes and the protection of our show and guests, we'd like to also remind you that all these stories that are shared by everyone on air are alleged events that have occurred. Please keep that in mind. And again, we enjoy having you here. So welcome and enjoy the show. Come in and join us. This is an entry door for those seeking a little hope that'll spark a flame. This is Spread Hope Like Fire, a production of the Spread Hope Like Fire Nonprofit Foundation. It's a 501c3 nonprofit here in California, and I'm your host, Anthony Garcia, marriage and family therapist, also located here in California. Well, guys, it is back, that ugly feeling that many of us get it's that uh oh damn it i'm gonna leave that in i'm gonna leave that in because just because i want to present like a free free flowing non-edited version of this podcast i just want to check in with people and try to do this on a daily but we'll see how it goes i'm a busy busy man um Nonprofit-wise, we are getting ready to ramp up for donations. So we will be letting you know when we will be accepting donations. That's going to be coming up soon. Um, Other news, you can go to Amazon.com and you can purchase my book, the Spread Hope Like Fire Therapeutic Workbook. That workbook is written to inspire you to therapeutically journal. Yes, I know, it sounds a little hokey, but trust me, when you therapeutically journal, um, you, you have this process that goes on in your mind where you kind of organize things, you try to process some things, pinpoint some things, and you just, you know, sometimes it's a coping mechanism that you can use, so you can go to amazon.com and look up the Spread Hope Like Fire therapeutic workbook. All the proceeds from that sale of the book is going to go to the nonprofit, so it goes right back into the Spread Hope Like Fire Foundation. And it's going to go to help building our agency. We're really trying to um, set the foundation so we can launch as a full fledged agency where we're accepting clients and treating them. Um, I'm working towards that. And other news. I just wanted to check in, uh, that irky feeling that I get sometimes, uh, it, it's, uh, it's kind of showing up today, it's the imposter syndrome, I don't know if you've heard of that, or if you've experienced that, it's not a fun thing to deal with, um, and, me and a couple friends deal with this, and I kind of thought, and let's, let me deal with this, on the podcast to kind of go through the process of what it's like to have this imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome really is you hold a position or um, place where you f- you feel that you don't fit in. It's you are less than or not equal to the the people around you. It's like you're you're playing a role and you're gonna get caught, kind of like. You're going to get caught, and they're going to know who you truly are. And that imposter syndrome just irks me sometimes because you have to look at it a little differently as were you given the the place of which you were at, or did you earn certain things in life? From my understanding... The world does not come off easy. It's pretty demanding. And to be able to thrive in life, there's a lot that is demanded of oneself. One of those things is stability. Do you have that stability in you? to be able to juggle all these things because it can be very difficult sometimes to juggle many aspects and wear all those many hats. For me, it's the nonprofit. It's the building the nonprofit, learning the processes, um, finishing up my hours and, and you know, going for licensure and all of those things, but, when, when it comes down to it, sometimes I, I you can look around the room and not feel like... Uh, this is how I put it. I know it's going to sound stupid, but if you've seen the movie Home Alone... This is how I'm going to uh, kind of explain imposter syndrome. If you've seen the movie Home Alone, you know that scene in the movie where... Um, You know, the parents basically abandoned him. So they decided they were going to go on vacation and abandon their son. Kind of great role modeling and parenting there. Um, I don't know. I have a different view on that movie now. I'm just kidding. Um, But you know when he goes to the supermarket and he gets the macaroni and cheese. But he's got a coupon. And so he goes up to the cashier and the cashier's she she's very she's very tall. She's looking over him and because he's a little boy and he hands her the coupon and she, she takes the coupon. but you can tell that there's this uh, superiority or this awkwardness, not superiority, more of an awkwardness that's going on like you don't belong in the situation in which you find yourself. Uh, that's the feeling like the cringiness it, it can give you. And so sometimes it can become very uh, overwhelming. So what happens if you look at this from a therapeutic perspective, you have to look at the foundation for which the person's coming from. Is the person coming from a, a family that is supportive, parents who... Um, build the foundation as in allowing their kid to uh, uh, sustain life uh, obtain healthy attachment secure attachment so that they feel comfortable in life um or are you going to give the kid a maladaptive uh, attachment style and um if you and if you're new i've covered attachment style and think three podcasts back, but we're going to cover it a little bit more because I want to do that. So attachment styles, attachment styles are just how we as humans go around and have relationships with each other. And if you go, you can Google it and you can get more information on that. So you can, uh, get a little more detail into what I'm talking about with the attachments. Are you going to give them an insecure attachment where they, they have troubles in life. They stumble, they fall, and it's hard for them to get back up. Resiliency goes downward. So, where, where, does, where do you line up with that? Were you are, are you, Do you question yourself? Have you questioned yourself throughout life? That's another issue. Where, where and how were things explained to you? Were your parents there to explain to you, even as a five-year-old? It goes back to even like Michael Scott being 36 or whatever. And be like, explain this to me like I'm a five-year-old. Did you explain that to your kid as a five-year-old? So, you know, if, if they were five so that they could comprehend the trauma or whatever was going on. To let them know that they were safe and secure. Did you build that? Was that given to you? If these things were missing, what one goes into life, they, they struggle because they question and doubt themselves or they fear others. There's a lot of different things that go on with the attachment style. So as you progress in life, your attachment styles, they hang on. It's like the trauma. Trauma hangs on. It's this behavioral thing that that comes and it kicks in. It's like a pattern that we've kind of used to get us out of situations. Um, It's like trauma. How trauma occurs, one remembers the trauma for a little bit, but as you move away from the trauma... The underconscious or subconscious, I mean, kicks in because it remembers the trauma. And it has a pattern that what I'm basically trying to get at is, was there support there provided? And if there wasn't, you know, we're not all going to be perfect parents. It's not what I'm getting at. It's, you know, sometimes there's flaws within the makeup of who we are, and that's where us, as the adults, we can take the accountability, we can look at the situation, and we can... It's all about how you handle the situation and how you get over the pain or manage that pain. Sometimes it's a maladaptive way that we handle it. But, again, you know, we're not perfect, so we have to take that into consideration. We always go back and fall into the coping mechanisms that... Have helped us get thus far. And if they've worked. You know why fix them. Or think it's if it's broke. Why fix it. But. It's it's hard. It's hard to identify. Your, your place. Among peers. It's hard sometimes in life to. This can even be seen in the family systems. Where you feel like you don't fit in. Imposter syndrome. Can be seen in many many different ways and shapes of the it's basically the systems in which you fall in and when you don't feel like you belong it, it's, it's kind of calling into question where does that come from where do we root and uproot or where do we uproot that that issue or, or that problem that we're facing that allows us to think that way less than it's a, it's a hard thing to do it's a hard thing to give yourself that self-worth. Especially if you, you're dealing with trauma, childhood trauma. It can be very hard to get over. And you know, I'm I'm one to say therapy works like just him. But that's just my opinion. I urge you to get therapy. I mean it, it's helped. It's helped myself. I mean, remember back in the day How I used to think that what therapy truly was, was that I would walk into a room and they'd throw a straight jacket on me and that would be the end of the story. I'd be up in a Tascadero somewhere. So that was just me in my 20s, though. You know, it's mental health. It's changing. The landscape is changing. I'm pretty happy with how everybody's talking about it, Um, you know how how many celebrities are coming forth and talking about their mental health that's where people get their inspiration a lot of people in our western culture and it's it's great to see that there's now a place for being able to express that one is not okay that sometimes life is hard but it always gets better it's the peaks and valleys and where you are in life. Sometimes imposter syndrome can even be time-wise. And what I mean by that is sometimes we're, say, in our 20s, and we look up at others that are in their 20s, and they're succeeding, they're they're growing their businesses, or they're graduating college, going to the universities, whatever that may be, and where are you? Stuck at a dead-end job doing retail, and then you start to look around and, oh, where did... Where do I fit in again? At the core, though, imposter syndrome is some wild stuff. That's all I got to say. Wild stuff. And what I mean by that is some of the symptoms that come along with imposter syndrome, like if it's career wise, it's like you can go around thinking, oh, I got my job by accident somehow, they overlooked, they overlooked my resume, or, you know, they, they didn't realize that I went to a online university, I don't even know if that's a bad thing now, um, but, you know, you, you start to think that, or family-wise, do I really fit in here, am I more like, an feeling like an alien here, it, it also, sometimes it also makes you feel like everybody's mad at you all the time. It's crazy. Like you can sit, sit there and you can think that people are mad when they're not, and it's hard to decipher the difference. That's the problem too with this imposter syndrome is deciphering the difference in people's emotions and their their uh, non-verbal communication. You're, if you don't have communication skills too, there you go. You're dipping down again it's this life is hard when it comes down to interacting with others and with the trauma that is tacked on to life if you keep just trudging along this is what happens you know 20s are rough 30s get worse for most people um that's where things people start to question things and really start to awaken to who they truly are and that's you know people say in their 30s they just stop they stop caring what other people think and sometimes that's true you gotta think what what is that doing for you But when you go into life, you see how hard it is to communicate with people if you think that people are mad at you when they're truly not. And then you find yourself sometimes asking those people a lot of the times because then you're a person. That that means you have uh, this anxiety that's building in you. And when you start to take that thought and then your behavioral aspect of it is you start to question the person a lot. Are you angry? Are you mad? And then the person gets annoyed. I can understand that. Being asked, are you mad 14, 15 times? That can be quite overwhelming. But that's where you have to be able to identify, am I doing these things? Am I doing these things? And if I am, why? And how do I change it? Unless you don't want to change it. But if you don't want to change it, that's where it comes into play. Where where are you going to be able to sustain self-worth because self-worth is like the the ultimate goal here. Self-worth allows you to believe in yourself, to do things that you never thought you would do, to stop questioning life, stop questioning your choices, realize you're in your 30s and you're hosting a podcast. Stuff like that. It's funny, but that's what happens is you just stop caring because life... If you struggle with it and fight against it, it's going to be the fight of your life. But if you learn to heal that trauma and then understand that you now play a part in this trauma, that you can eliminate it, it's a great thing to have. It's it's tools that you learn. And... It helps it helps to actually not feel these things. It's not good to feel these things. It's these anxieties of questioning people, questioning yourself. But again, we can't stop there because we have to go uh, we have to go deeper now. We have to look at really the core, the core of imposter syndrome. And this is the hard part to deal with. There's a trauma most likely a childhood trauma. It's something of great magnitude and it has stuck with you. It has stuck with you throughout your entire life to this point. It makes you question who you are as a person in general. Sometimes you find it hard believing in just yourself because of this trauma. And what happens is what we learn at a behavioral level when our when we're traumatized or our needs are not being met are we self soothe. We learn how to soothe one's emotional distraught. We self soothe. We turn inward and realizing at a young age that we're not gonna ach- we're not gonna achieve the needs Outside of who we are so we go inward and Then what happens is we may go through life trying to prove Everybody wrong You're going to try to fulfill this this worth that you feel that you need that you don't have because of the childhood trauma that you've experienced and so you go through life busting your ass Trying your hardest to do better so that people around you finally accept you. And you keep running for this goal that you're never going to achieve. But in the end, why do you need their approval? Look at how far you've gotten with the disapproval. It's a great way to look at this because at the core this is what it is. Trauma. So then what we do is we have to look at it again as we're chasing this approval. The approval comes sometimes at a price. Sometimes we betray who we are. We push our boundaries out or we let them go. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And if it works, it works for a certain amount of time. But then you lose yourself and then you realize that maybe... You're giving up some of the things that you wanted. Um, you become this person in your job setting where you always say yes. You can never say no because you want the approval. It's hard. It's a hard. It's a hard place to set because you're always seeking the approval. And. That's of everyone. You're wanting to seek the approval of everyone. Because there was so much disapproval. And that's clinically looking at it, that's where this trauma comes from. So that's where we have to look at this and really identify how do we cope with it? How do we resolve these issues that we have in ourselves? That... That comes from looking at ourselves, really asking ourselves what role do we play and how do we change that, that problem? How, how do we alleviate this situation? And if we're, if we're attempting to do so, is it effective? Is it a healthy way and is it effectively eliminating these these issues and if it's not you're going to see the same behaviors pop up you're going to keep getting angry at yourself doubting yourself running from situations giving away who you truly are and that's where the therapist me in me jumps in and, and says yes go seek therapy find that person that you're going to connect with and really do some good work so that you are able to start to reframe these thoughts and get aw- get away from the intrusive thinking that comes in because that negative intrusive thought process is what really tears us down. We put our own weird maladaptive perceptions out there as to what people think and um, it's it's hard it's also where people go and walk into rooms and they hate walking into those rooms because they think everybody's looking at them and thinking and talking about them and saying terrible things it's imposter syndrome is a wild ride it's just it's crazy so what i would say is seek therapy and you know take it from me it it works treatment works I just wanted to hop on here and kind of just check in and talk about a topic really quickly, give a little information and let you guys go out there and, you know, do the other leg work, kind of like therapy, Uh, psychoeducate and then send you off and we'll see each other next week type of thing. And, uh, you know, give me your copay. I'm just kidding. Um, It's always free here. It's always free. I think what we'll do is call this the After Midnight Episodes. I'll release these at 12.01. That way, if you're up working or studying, you can have me in your ear. It'll be a great uh, experience for the both of us. Um, Nonprofit-wise, if you want more information on us, you can visit spreadhopelikefire.com. Please, we are a listener-supported podcast, which means... We're supported by listeners like you. What we mean by that is if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, hit that like and subscribe button or thumbs up button and, you know, leave a review that always helps the algorithm. It's going to help us push us up in the charts and you can follow us on various social medias, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can follow me on Twitter and, uh, uh, that's Anthony GMFT. I'm on Twitter. I like to discuss mental health. I like to uplift people, answer mental health questions. So you can go there. And uh, we just uh, we want to engage with you more. So send us some questions. And if you want to be on the podcast, go over to the website and fill out one of the request forms. You can catch our live podcasts also over on YouTube, which I almost forgot to mention. Um, You can see past episodes over there. We also have video live podcasts where I've uh, had friends on, talked about various topics. You can, they're in the audio section of the podcast, but you can see the live version too. It's, um, it's, uh, It's growing. I love where we're at. We have some great goals that we're going to be talking about later. Um, later on, we're going to be having Mr. Anthony Brown, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, friend of the shows. I cannot wait to have him on and have you guys hear his story. Um, he actually wrote a book. Um, from Park Bench to Park Avenue, this man is brilliant. Go, you can go to Amazon.com and pick that up. Um, you know, he's he's an amazing guy. He's got such a great story. He's going to be up on the podcast. It's going to be a live podcast. We're going to be doing that uh, at a to to be determined date in the future, near future, and um, we'll be letting you guys know when that's going to be airing. It'll be a live podcast uh, streaming thing on YouTube so you can come in check into the the chat we'll be in there answering questions and it'll be fun it's nice having those now and then and you know um you, again go please leave a like share us across all social media please that would be great too and you know for the spread hope like fire foundation i'm anthony garcia take care of the ones you love Spread Hope Like Fire is a production of the Spread Hope Like Fire Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit. As always, I like to remind everybody the things that we discuss upon the podcast are not a substitute or a replacement for seeking treatment and getting professional help. If in fact you are struggling with your mental health, we urge you to please reach out to your community and see which professionals are accepting new clients and get that professional help and talking to that professional that you need. This show is intended as a educational and informational psychoeducation of the field of psychology. For Spread Hope Like Fire and Anthony G, I'm Anthony G, and we will see you later.